Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. And then praying and then praising as well, just as we've been doing here this evening, because it's so important that we do our part to cooperate with God to carry out His purposes in the earth. And He needs us on earth to take our place and do our part in prayer in order for Him to move and establish His will as being done on this earth. So let's just thank the Father for His Word tonight. Father, we thank You for the privilege of studying Your Word together. And as we do, we invite Your Spirit to be our guide, to teach us, to show us, to reveal to us what we need to know. Cause our ears to be listening ears and eyes to be open and hearts to be receptive to the knowledge of the truth that will make us free. Father, make my tongue as the pen of a ready writer to proclaim with boldness and accuracy this knowledge of the truth that will make us and keep us free. And we will give you all the praise, honor, and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles, if you would please, just for a moment to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse 12. Prayer is fellowshipping and communing, communing with the Father. It's through prayer that we worship Him for who He is and we thank Him for all the wonderful things that He has done for us in this life. It's also through prayer that we enlist His help in meeting the needs of people around us as well as ourselves, our own personal needs that we have in our own individual lives. In this verse of Scripture, we are instructed in verse 12, it says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Philip's translation says, Steadfastly maintaining the habit of prayer. And Jesus said in Luke 18, Men ought always to pray. Notice, maintaining the habit of prayer or praying at all times. Well, God, our Father, has designed that our prayers be answered. You believe that? And that when we pray, we can expect an answer from Him and get results. To be effective in praying, we'll share with you just a few basic truths. For those that maybe don't know these truths, it'll bless you. For those of you that do, it'll just refresh your mind. Number one with instructions given to us by our Lord in prayer, we are told to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus in order for us to be affected. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. That's John 16, 23. You're close by, so just go ahead right back there. John 16, 23. Jesus speaking of a brand new day that would come. Of course, He was speaking after His resurrection when the new covenant would be established. And He says in John 16, 23, and in that day, Ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto or up until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. God wants our joy cup running over. He wants us to be full of joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
Amen? You believe that? And I believe that when we pray according to His Word and according to His will, then we have the petitions that we desire of Him. And all the promises of God are yea and amen. You believe that? They are yea and amen. As we appropriate through faith the principles of prayer and we ask according to the will of God, then it's yea and amen. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians, if you would, please. Chapter 1. 2 Corinthians, chapter 1. These are just basic, simple principles outlined in the Word of God that reveal to us God's plan and purpose in prayer and really gives us shortcuts so that we can get our prayers answered, praying correctly, following the instructions and the guidelines laid down in Scripture. God wants us to follow the instructions. He wants us to follow the guidelines. Remember we talked about how Moses... He struck the rock when he should have spoken to it. He didn't follow the guidelines or the instructions of the Lord and he did not take the people into the promised land. That teaches us a lesson on following the instructions of our Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in Him are yea and in Him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. By us. As we go to the Father in the name of Jesus and we ask Him for whatever He has promised us in the Word, we know the answer is yea and amen. But notice this, it's all to the glory of God by us. We have to ask and we have to believe God. We have to enlist His help. We have to ask for His guidance or direction or whatever it is that we need for His power to be unleashed, for His Spirit to move, for miracles to take place. Whatever it is, we have to ask. And as long as we ask according to His will... As long as we ask the Father in the name of Jesus, then the answer is what? Yea and amen. I like that, don't you? Amen. Also, we must base our prayer on the Word of God and find out the Scriptures and what they say about what we're asking. Look at John 15. Just going back there a little bit again. John 15 and verse 7. A keynote Scripture with regard to prayer. John 15, 7 says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. If you're in me, and my words have found their place in you, they're alive in you, like we talked about this morning. My word is alive in you. You know what my word says. Your spirit has been illuminated. You have understanding. It's been made clear to you, and you can clearly see what he desires for you. For me, then you shall ask what you will. You shall ask what you will. And what will happen? It will be done unto you. I like that. But notice the emphasis on the word. If you abide in me, and if my word abides in you. In other words, we should go to the word of God, collect as many scriptures as we, as we possibly can on the subject that we're praying about, and then... Apply those scriptures in prayer, knowing that God will watch over His Word to perform it. In Jeremiah 1.12, we are told God watches over His Word to perform it. And Isaiah 55.11, it says that God's Word does not return to Him void. It accomplishes that what He pleases and prospers in the thing whereto He sent it. So therefore, we understand that if we're praying according to the Word of God, we're praying according to the will of God, and God our Father will watch over His Word and He will perform it 
and He will make it good. And then there's many other things that, you know, Jesus taught us about prayer. Uh, some things, of course, I understand that people have a difficult time relating to because it's, it's more of a saying than it is an actual praying. Jesus said in John 14, you're there in 15, look at 14 and look at verse uh, 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. Now that sounds like prayer unless you understand the word there for ask in the Greek really means demand as your right or privilege. Whatsoever you shall demand as your right and privilege in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask or demand anything in my name, I will do it. Now remember, you're not demanding God. You are demanding the circumstance. You're demanding the enemy. For example, devil, take your hands off my finances in the name of Jesus. That's a demand. Devil, take your hands off my child. Devil, take your hands off my mate. Devil, take your hands off my family. Whatever. You're demanding the enemy to let go of whatever. So whatever you demand in my name, Jesus said, I will do. Notice, He's doing this. We pray and ask the Father for certain things and the Father will give it us. But here is a demand that we command from our hearts directing it toward the circumstance. For example, you mountain, you've got to be removed in the name of Jesus. You can't stay. Whatever that mountain may be. So that's a command, you see, and you're doing that in faith. It's a type of prayer, but it's not praying to the Father, asking Him to do something. You're doing it according to John 14 and verses 13 and 14. In actuality, if you'll just back up one more verse, you'll find out that this is a primary way that we work the works of Jesus. Look at verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do, and also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I'm going to my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask or demand in my name, that will I do. Do you see that? See, that's connected with us doing the works of Jesus. So we make demands in the name of Jesus, demanding the enemy to take his hands off our property, our lives, our children, or whatever, and he's got to do it. You believe that, don't you? I believe it. Also, when it comes to prayer, it's important to know the place of the Holy Spirit. Go to Romans, if you would, please, the book of Romans in chapter 8. It's important to know. These are just some basic truths with regard to prayer. As I said, just a few moments we'll teach here and then we want to get involved in praying. In Romans in chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We can pray according to our own understanding in line with the instructional teaching of the Word, but we can also pray by the Spirit or the Holy Ghost with other tongues. And when we pray in the Spirit, by the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, we enter into another dimension of prayer that is very helpful in all of our lives. Look at verse 26 and verse 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself or Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. 
Now, what this is referring to is the ministry of the Holy Spirit within the life of the believer. There'll be times when we know not what we should pray for in a situation as we ought. We might not have all the understanding of what's taking place. Our natural minds, of course, are very much limited to what it knows, to what they know. And so, therefore, we can be limited as to what we are praying about. You might pray, let's say, for your child who goes off to school this morning, in the morning, and then you get done praying in English, but maybe you're not satisfied. Maybe you feel as though that there's something more that needs to be prayed out. And so you slip over into praying in another tongue. And if you look this up in the more Greek translations, you'll find that it says this. The Holy Ghost takes hold together with us against our inabilities to produce results. And He begins to make intercession for us, praying out what is the mind of the Spirit, which is the mind and the will of God. And so as we yield our spirits to the Holy Spirit, then He begins to take us into another dimension of prayer. And some other things are prayed out that we might not have any intellectual knowledge of, but we know that because we are spirit beings and we are touching the spirit realm, the will of God is being prayed out over our children as we yield to the Holy Spirit. So He takes hold together with us. He helps us knowing our limitations, knowing that we can't possibly know everything in our minds. But if we'll yield to the Spirit by faith, even through groanings. Notice it's groanings also. Utterances that you cannot articulate in any particular language. It could be just a groaning in the Spirit as the Spirit of God is moving upon our hearts. And what happens is He just begins to move upon our hearts, enabling us to pray out the perfect will of God in that situation. And in many cases, praise God, we can avoid and avert some situations. So when we pray in the Holy Ghost for a situation, we're praying out the perfect will of God by the Holy Spirit who has been given unto us. Also, the Holy Spirit becomes more real to us. We become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit as we pray in the Spirit. And I believe it's essential and important that we don't limit ourselves by just praying things out in English and stopping there. We take that next step and pray things out in the Spirit so that the Spirit has the liberty to work with our spirit and help us pray out the perfect will of God. And you know, beloved, I believe that we can pray out the perfect will of God in, in many different facets of life if we just learn this key to effective praying. And God wants us to do it. There's no doubt about it in my mind. God wants us to do it. And so we're to pray to the Father in the name of of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And whatever we ask, we know we receive of Him, so our joy is full. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. We can pray by commanding and demanding certain things be done in the power of the name of Jesus, because Jesus said, if you demand anything in my name, I will do it. So we can speak out a command and tell the mountains that stand between us in victory to be removed, tell the devil to take his hands off of our property, off of our lives, off of our families, off of our marriages, off of whoever, whatever pertains to you and your domain. We've got authority and power in our own domain. Isn't that wonderful to know? And so we can, through the power of the name of Jesus, expect the will of God to be accomplished as we look to Him in prayer, whether it's praying it out in English, using the mighty name of Jesus, or praying in the Holy Ghost, allowing the Spirit to hook up together with us and help us pray the mind of the Father and the perfect will in the earth.
Now, these are just a few tips. There's a whole lot more about prayer, but we're just going to share a few thoughts about prayer, and then we want to get into praying so that we can be effective in carrying out the will of the Father on earth. Now, Jesus said that until the kingdom of God comes, it's our responsibility to do what? To pray the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God is that men be saved. The will of God is that men be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. It is the will of God that man be blessed, full of joy. It's the will of God that revival take place. It's the will of God that mercy be extended even to our nation. I believe that this is a mighty nation we live in. And God wants us to to pray that His hand of judgment would be stayed and that the will of the Father would be done in our land. You believe that? He wants us to do that because we take the gospel to all the world. Well, praise God. Let's all get up here around this altar and give, or you can just find a comfortable place, whatever you like, wherever you like. And we're going to take a little bit of time to begin praying out certain things that we know the Father desires among us. Praise and worship team, come and help also. Get comfortable. If you like to kneel before the Lord, if you like to lie upon the ground, that's okay. If you want to sit down, that's okay. Kneel down, that's okay. Whatever you like to do, walk around, that's okay also. But we need to hook up together in prayer collectively. Believing God together. Knowing that as we pray, we enlist His help. As we pray, we give place to His will being done. As we pray, uniting ourselves together as one, we give the Holy Ghost opportunity to manifest Himself in our midst. The first thing I want us to call out before the Lord tonight is this. We've been saying together here at this place that the Spirit of the living God is the prevailing Spirit over this local and tri-state area. Do you believe that with us tonight? It's not the spirit of this. It's not the spirit of that. It's not a demon spirit. It's not a religious spirit. It's not a spirit of alcohol. It's not a spirit of drugs that stands behind drugs or pornography or anything like that. We say it's the spirit of the living God that prevails over this entire local and tri-state area. And Father, we say it. We believe it and we thank you for it together tonight as a body of believers. We declare it. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the outpouring of your spirit upon all flesh in this local and tri-state area. Thank you, dear Father God, that your power and might is unleashed and that you are convincing and convicting hearts by your spirit of sin, righteousness and judgment. And we are here tonight in your presence to declare to you that we say greater is He, the Spirit of the living God that hovers over this local and tri-state area than He that is in the world. You are greater in this place. You are greater in this surrounding area. You are greater, dear Father God. Hallelujah. Than He that is in the world. Would you right now just begin to lift up the name of Jesus and thank the Father in Jesus' name for the Holy Ghost to prevail over this land? Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, for the Holy Ghost prevailing, the Spirit of the living God prevailing over this local and tri-state area, touching hearts, changing lives, bringing revival. Thank you, Father God, turning back the, the hand of darkness and dispelling the powers of evil. Oh, thank you, dear Father God. Thank you for your Spirit, gloriously manifested. 
gloriously moving among us, flowing in power and in demonstration of who you are. Hallelujah. Manifesting your glory and your might. Thank you, Father, for signs, wonders, and miracles. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, dear Father. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. We see your spirit hovering. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.